Hello and welcome to episode two of Above the Meta. Today, Adam and I discuss coronavirus canceling esports tournaments, then card games, poker, magic, Hearthstone, now Runeterra. Finally, Adam reveals his skincare routine. It's me, it's Adam Levy, it's Above the Meta. Let's go! Queen 10. Yeah, Levy with a Queen 10 and the win. Called the race with a. He called the race with Queen 10, honey. I know, honey. He's some online guy. All right, everyone. Hey, what's up? This is Adam Ruthless Levy, and I got Patrick Darmody here. We are above the meta. This is episode two. Glad to be back. It's been a few weeks. What's up, Patrick? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm fantastic. Adam, I got to say, your skin is looking positively glowing. What are you doing? What's your regimen? Oh, it's just the lighting right now. Also, <laughs> getting sun. You know, that's what the doctor tells you to do. Get it every day. Crushing. Oh, you look fantastic. I've been getting all these uh, Instagram ads for male skincare regimes, and I was going to ask if you've been using one of them, because let me tell you, you look like a peach. So funny you mentioned, you know, all the skincare routines, because I, uh, I use TikTok a lot. I'm an early adopter. Yeah, I'm old, whatever, but I just find this shit, and I get on it, and I get addicted to this stuff like TikTok. So- Every day, it's like Manscaped, I think. Manscaped.com, whatever. They're trying to, the, the ads are like, use this uh, skincare routine, Lumen. I don't know. Everything is going hard on TikTok. It's all sponsored ads. Try to get men to have better skincare routines. Well, no free ads in this podcast. So unless one of those guys want to sponsor, I might edit those out. But uh, glad you're here. It's working for you, whatever you're doing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I... A lot's been going on in the past few weeks, right? Yeah, uh, same over here. How was your, your weekend? I know you have a bunch of news here, but uh, anything fun happen in your personal life? Uh, I may have uh, gone and socialized just a little bit at oh, a man. friend's house. It was, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything. It was just like my, my, you know, my LA friends that I had not seen in months. Uh, just kind of went over there for a little bit. Uh, it seems like things are are on the the curve is is flattening a bit. We didn't do anything out of hand. I still like you know I didn't hug them when I saw them. I still gave them bows. You know the bows are the new. That's a new handshake. Oh man, I've been doing the foot kick when I see people. You know, max foot kicks aren't there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, it was good over here. I was down in San Jose. Uh, I went to my girlfriend's quarantine compound. Uh, and one of the girls she's quarantined with is addicted to Animal Crossing. So I got to hear all about the the turnip economy and kind of uh, all the discords that is propped around around this like commodities trading game that for some reason people are obsessed with. So that was my That's weekend. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I- I, I did. It's funny because I was able. I made like a turnip joke on Twitter last week, and but I got, I got so many favorites. But I have no idea. I just know that turnips are like the they're they're the they're they are the currency on Animal Crossing, yeah. and it's hilarious to me. Yeah, I've never played that game. <clears throat> it just sounds like a job that you don't get paid for, so I'm not into it. Yeah, but if it gets a lot of women to start playing video games, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. I guess yeah. so. Cool. So what's going on in the uh, the tournament world? I know you were talking about a lot of potential cancellations and kind of unpleasantness coming up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a slew of cancellations uh, coming up. Uh, so the International, do you know what the International is, by the way? 
Uh, I do not. Fill me in. Okay. So the international, it's called like TI. I think last year was TI9. And that is Dota's flagship oh, tournament. Yeah. 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 And, and for, for the listeners who don't know uh, much about uh, the international, they literally crowdfund the prize pool which is insane. And it becomes $50 million every year. Um, it's just, it's just a craze. It's by far the biggest tournament. Uh, I mean, video game tor- esports tournament, I think in the world. Yeah, that's wild. So it's just straight up canceled. They're not going to try to do an online tournament. Yeah, no, no online tournament for that. Uh, it was supposed to be in Stockholm, but not this year. They're just going to move on to 2021. I think some of these tournaments, it's just hard to do live or not. Sorry. It's hard to do online. You know, you have all, people coming from all over the world. There's lag issues. Uh, for the most part, maybe Fortnite, you know, I think Fortnite also canceled Evo canceled. Uh, dream hack has canceled a bunch of events, you know, but the international should be done in person. I think. Really? Have you ever, uh, watched much of it? I have caught some of that. I've caught some of the majors for Dota. Um, it's just you know, sometimes they're they're in random places, you know, like like that are not good. I'm not going to stay up necessarily at four in the morning to watch something that's taking place in China, you know. But I I think a couple of years ago the uh, League of Legends championship was at Staples Center, and that was wild because that sold out uh, weeks in advance. So yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I remember. I think that was the event that Mark Cuban heard about that caused him to like buy a uh, NBA 2K franchise or whatever for his esports thing. It's pretty insane. I, I I actually have seen some of the the League of Legends events. They're just so intense. It's pretty uh pretty wild seeing that many people watch that game. They, they have like these pods that the teams play in, soundproof pods, and then the the stadium is just massive with fans everywhere cheering them on. It's it's wild. Yeah. So I have to ask you, I have never been and seen an eSport competition live. I know you obviously host your own, maybe a little bit smaller scale than Staples Center. But uh, <laughs> what's the environment like? Like, is it fun being there in person the same way it's fun to go watch say, an NBA game? Uh, so I guess as far as championships go, the only one that I've been to is Rocket League. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, I have ventured into some land parties and stuff. Oh, in I've the done past, that, yeah. But, yeah, but... There's nothing like it. I mean, it, it it is on par with a sporting event. There were people cheering. Uh, they all had, you know, a little like, you know, you know, those like kind of plastic clappers or something oh, that yeah. you can kind of cheer. Yeah. So they they were doing that whenever there was a team that they were they were fans of, their posters. It's kind of just like if you took all these, you know, vi- these gamers and Instead of, you know, instead of people drinking and and kind of like the sports atmosphere, it's more of just like, you know, people just glad to be around other like-minded individuals rooting for this freaking, this, everyone is so passionate about the game, everyone who's there. No one's just casually going to sit courtside at a Knicks game or something like that. Yeah, there's not quite the same um, Main Street status cachet, so you're not going to get a lot of celebrities who aren't actually also huge Dota fans, I'm guessing. Exactly. And instead of uh, chugging Coors Light, you're chugging uh, Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. Yeah. What, G2 is a uh, – I forget what the Gamer Fuel is, but oh, – G Fuel. That's G what Fuel, it's called. Yeah. yeah. So have you no watched 
uh, have you watched um last year there was league of legends and i didn't I, I watched a little bit of it here and there the i think it's the lcs and i had never seen production on that level they had holograms that were you know and it was animated holo uh you know i think it was ar i guess Augmented reality coming out of their dragons playing next to the musicians that were performing at the same time. And it, while there were pods for everyone to then play the teams to then play, it was crazy. Yeah, I know. I remember it, uh, it looked like one of those dead mouse concerts with the 4d projections where, you know, guys are running around and stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it says about the event that you have to have that level of production values for people to, watch the sporting but uh yeah it's definitely impressive display yeah uh so yeah so the international Fortnite world cup that will be canceled but they're going to move online to something else similar uh evo 2020 and mandalay bay which was it was always after the world series of poker so uh, there was some a little bit of overlap with some poker players who love yeah, you know. fighting games. Then DreamHack, which I actually attended DreamHack in Anaheim right before quarantine kind of started hit, hitting. There was a Magic Torrent that was massive prize pool. Those have been canceled up until October. Have you been to a DreamHack ever? No, I've not. I, uh, I've sat on the plane with a bunch of uh, guys from Twitch who were flying from San Francisco to DreamHack Austin uh, when that was a couple of years ago. And uh, it was pretty impressive. There was, a, there was a professional League of Legends player on the plane as well. I can't remember what his name was, but uh, it was pretty crazy because I think I was the only person on that plane who was not affiliated with DreamHack at some uh, some level. But it's definitely an event I've checked out before, just not in person. Yeah, DreamHack's kind of... I've been to two DreamHacks now, one in Montreal and Anaheim, and I, it's basically like a LAN party. I mean, it started in Stockholm as a massive LAN party, and they've decided to start building it out into a legitimate business. And it is crazy also seeing... You know, 12 year olds come in with uh, they're like lugging around luggage for the weekend for their their own like clothes with their their computer. Because the, because the thing is, is that at these land parties for, you know, those who don't know exactly what a land party is, basically like like locking in yourself and everyone else for the weekend to just game as hard as possible. It's kind of a dream. You know, if you're a gamer and you love that game and you want to get better and you want to be around friends, like it's a great time. However, there are moms and dads that have to be there. It's kind of, it was just kind of funny watching them have to lug around all the, you know, the computer gear and stuff just so that their kid could compete in uh, some Oof. tournaments. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's supportive parents. I guess that'll be you and I one day, huh? That was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, these people had kids and they were like, you know, all happy. And then they turned 12 or 14 or whatever. And now they're just going to these events. They have no idea what's going on. And, and that, that's what they're tasked with. But hey, you know, if, you're, if your kid is good at a freaking video game and making a lot of money from it or something. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a much less expensive habit than say you have a daughter who's super into like riding horses or something. <laughs> that's oh yeah, twenty thousand yeah. dollars a year of stable fees. So hey, <laughs> you know, if they're happy, we're happy, I guess. Moving on, Reddit actually inked a deal with Newzu, considered the world leader in games and esports analytics. And I honestly, I've, I've been to. They have some great infographs and just charts and stuff to check out if if you are interested in you know the gaming industry. So yeah, they. They, it's their first gaming part data partnership is what uh, was the, the blurb with Reddit, which is cool. 
Interesting. Uh, so what do you think the, I guess, value add for both of the, the businesses is? I mean, I can guess for Newzu, a lot of new users, but for Reddit, what do you think they, they get out of it? I think actually what it is, is just another way for Reddit to monetize to some extent, because because what Newzu gets is their pro users, which I assume is like a subscription service to Newzu and get to look through the analytics platform and dive into the communities of Reddit. So it's now it's like, oh, wait, you can go into our gaming and see what games are being talked about in the past week or past month or past hour. You know, that's got to be pretty helpful for a lot of people in esports. It almost seems like if you are involved in esports, this is something that you should be paying. It makes a lot of sense for a customer acquisition on both sides. I'm just interested. I mean, you mentioned, you know, if you were deeply involved in esports, you'd be getting a lot of value out of out of Newzu. What do you what could you see yourself using it for? Three years ago, I was kind of involved in trying to start a talent agency for esports. It didn't really work out. Uh, that's okay. And we, that's when I was using Newzu a lot. You know, there's just like vital information from all aspects of, you know, let's say that you're a marketing firm and you need to figure out how to, you get hired by, let's say League of Legends or something. And and they, they're like, hey, can you do this or get a different demographic involved in, in this game? You know, that's when I would, I would definitely use this to figure out, you know, because Reddit feels like, you know, I think the, do you remember what it used to say on, on Reddit when it was like just top 25 way back in the day, it was like, this is the front page of the internet. And it really is to me, feels like the front page of the internet generally. So that's, that's, you know, if you want to find out what's going on within gaming, you just would be going on there for so many different companies, so many different games, so many different reasons. Yeah. I mean, the context I've heard Nuzu talked about has been in like the investment community when investors are looking to either acquire new like games for another gaming company to like build out a portfolio of mobile games, looking where engagement is, or like enter a category. I mean, we're going to talk about Runeterra later, but I imagine that's part of the kind of market analysis that these companies are doing is looking at what's popular with tools like Nuzu. So interesting to see that kind of integration and how that will, will shape out and kind of how bigger gaming conversations will evolve from uh, these types of partnerships. So interested to see what's happening there. Another good example of that is the next thing on our, our list here. You mentioned uh, Twitch is adding the esports tab to uh, their platform. So, what do you think this means for new users of Twitch and for esports broadly? I, I just think it makes it easier for everyone, whether you're a hardcore gamer or just someone who's like, "Hey, uh, I've start, you know, I learned about Rocket League last week and kind of want to see people playing it, you know, at a high level." It it just makes it easier for everyone to find stuff. There now you can see live you can see live streamers currently on playing games that you like or games that you just want to find out about. And you can also see if there are live events happening. You can watch replays of specific events that maybe you missed it or something. It's all aggregated in one place. And that just is going to make it easier for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think the curation aspect of Twitch has always been one of the strongest kind of value adds for a consumer, right? Is if I'm into, say, Magic uh, Arena, I can see all the different streamers and kind of ranked by popularity and that sort of thing. But now taking the next level, if I want to follow like a specific event series, uh, so like a DreamHack or one of these, uh, I mean, you learn a lot more about esports broadly. I think this is an amazing way to expose like, Everyone who's just coming to Twitch to watch, you know, Shroud dust people on uh, Warzone or Valorant, you know, kind of 
broaden the community a little bit bigger. I think that's it's a really interesting play to kind of be the de facto hub for you know competitive gaming now. It kind of Twitch already yeah. kind of was, but it seems like we're getting like the Twitch side and the ESPN esports side with kind of the more uh, legacy players. We'll see kind of what wins. I feel like Twitch is probably in a pretty strong position, but then you see how much money ESPN and some of these kind of more legacy companies are putting behind you know, making this content available. And it's, it's really interesting to see what you Actually, I think that you are bringing up something very interesting. The more I think about it is that Twitch is owned by Amazon and uh, ESPN is owned by Disney. And, and those yeah. two are, have pockets of cash ready to go, you know, and they're going to be putting it a lot of money, a lot of funds into esports over the coming years. Could just be the two titans yeah. battling it out. Yeah, I mean, the third player there would obviously be Google and YouTube streaming. And then to some degree, like Microsoft and Mixer, although that's a little bit uh, further afield. But if you look at it right now, I mean, despite all of these tournaments being canceled due to the, the present kind of macro pandemic environment we're in, you know, right now you can't like produce traditional television shows and traditional movies. So if you're Disney, where is the content going to be coming from? You don't have sports for ESPN, you don't have like your traditional content pipeline. So where are they going to have to go? It's to <laughs> this kind of content that's, you know, happening uh, kind of asynchronously here or at least remotely. That, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see kind of the chessboard assemble when it comes to like the next evolution of uh, esports being you know more mainstream. And I think it's a pretty subtle thing, just having a little tab on Twitch, but it actually signals like, hey, this is really Completely serious. agree. I think those are, are great points. And the fact that you just have it now, I mean, so from the casual gamer, it can be overwhelming being on Twitch for the first time, where you're just like, all of yeah. a sudden, there's these, it's a front page, people are, they're, streamers are saying words to you, and you're just like, I just am trying to figure out what's going on. So now a little easier and that's great yeah i mean i actually did that exact experiment a couple of days well before we recorded the first podcast just to see what it's like to come to twitch with kind of virgin eyes so to speak and the first thing i saw was some girl playing a ukulele uh with like just chat as her her game right and it's like if i'm coming here because i think this is video games the only video i'm seeing right now is that i'm like i'm not taking this yeah. seriously it twitch you can go on some rabbit holes uh there's asmr do you know what asmr is by the way yeah so funny story about that my dad uh runs a professional society that shares the same letters as that acronym so he constantly gets people coming to their website looking for you know tiny korean girls to whisper <laughs> lullabies in their ears and play with bubble wrap and instead he gets uh you know they get served with soil content because it's the american society of uh, mine reclamation. So yes, this has been the bane of my family's existence for a decade now. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So for people who don't know, ASMR is basically like this thing where if you, some people have it, some people don't, but they, there'll be people on stream just kind of talking very quietly or like enunciating their words or using, like you said, bubble wrap, popping bubble wrap, or even putty. You know, just certain things, crunch, eating a chip, and all of a sudden those will just people get tingles in their back of, you know, on, on their on their back or neck. And and it's just it's a good feeling. Uh, but it can be a little uh, it can get a little uh, kind of dicey at times. Yeah. Uh, the deeper you go on Twitch or just chatting. Like anything, it eventually but... turns into porn, I found. <laughs> but it yes. is uh, it is it is soothing. I've tried a, a couple of those videos for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, moving on, you want to talk about, uh, 
DraftKings, and I know you mentioned it last. Yeah, so this week. is an interesting thing that wasn't necessarily was going to happen, but obviously DraftKings was going to go public through this reverse merger. Given that there's basically no gambling right now, I was questioning whether it would actually happen, and, and it actually did last Thursday. Um, they were paid through this reverse merger about two billion dollars in cash and stock, so not insignificant amount of money for daily fantasy. Um, and the article that you have here mentions that they were growing about 31% compounded year over year and then hit like a complete zero for this year. So with the prospect of, you know, maybe no more NBA season and there'll be maybe football not happening or being a shortened season, pretty bold move to go public now. Granted, it's not a traditional offering. Would you have still done that if you were the acquiring uh, partner there? Would you have still paid for DraftKings? <laughs> I'm honestly, I, I I don't really know, but I do think that these things take a long time yeah. to, you know, kind of materialize. So I, I have a feeling this was in the works for you know, maybe a year uh, prior. And at some point you're just, you just say we're so far along. But like I said last week or last time we had this podcast, I think DraftKings is in a great position now that they've built out the esports uh, DFS uh, with League of Legends, Counter Strike. Heck, right now I even saw Korean baseball. You could play DFS yeah. for. They're doing a lot. That of actually stuff, started today. You know? The Korean league picked back up. Good for them. They, uh, you know, flattened the curve very aggressively. What's interesting is I know a number of people who had no exposure to esports prior to this, and we talked about this last last pod, who are now pretty actively betting on Dota two like every week and it says more about them as degenerate gamblers than it does about anything else i think but it is interesting that there's like a transfer of behavior from traditional sports gambling to esports gambling so we'll see if that stains but uh so far it looks like at least some people are scratching the edge some way now we're going to move on to you know the one part of we have we seem to have some overlap in the games that we like to we like to play i love magic you love hearthstone we're just we're into card games so now we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about card games for a bit i know that hearthstone grandmasters uh your uh in europe kind of went off you want to talk yeah about we had that? europe and americas so quick kind of refresher on on me i actually started out gaming the first game i think i ever played was magic at summer camp forever ago i'll never forget it swamp mosquito was my first card ever i think it's like a three three cost black poisonous <laughs> you know that card so i remember when uh Hurston came out and i was like this is basically like if magic huffed paint and uh, was like super quick games. It's exactly what it would be, and that's why I love it. So, I've been uh, I've been checking in on Magic or sorry Hearthstone for a couple of years now. Had a big push two years ago, and I really got into it. And, and recently, actually picked back up, kind of following the competitive scene. So, there's this really interesting pattern that Blizzard has, uh, being they're obviously the parent company for Hearthstone and Warcraft and all these other properties. Whenever one of their games kind of hits a plateau of popularity, they just introduce some super anime-looking character. You see this in Overwatch all the time, and everybody comes flooding back. And I felt victim <laughs> to the same thing. So they introduced the the uh, Demon Hunter into uh, Hearthstone, which is the 10th class. They've never had another class before. Let me tell you, it's just an electric city, this guy. Uh, it's the most broken thing ever. The games are over in about five minutes. They all play out the, exactly the same. It's super boring. And like even at the highest levels of competitive play, the games are exactly the same as if you were like, grinding through the ladder. So I watched a lot of Europe, actually, uh, as I was working on some other stuff. I had it on the second screen. 
And it happened like five or six times where, uh, you know, there'd be a really exciting game playing out, but only on one side and the other side would just be playing these broken kind of super aggro tempo decks in the Demon Hunter. And it would just be so frustrating to watch these guys just like melt down <laughs> over, you know, Skype as they're just getting destroyed by this like stupid, essentially money grab by Blizzard. So that's the quick backwash there. Mm. Um, so I did get uh, pretty serious into Hearthstone a couple of weeks ago. So I got up to like the new platinum ranking system. It goes up to Legends. So I'm like two away, but it's pretty fun. You had played Hearthstone a couple of times, I think a couple of years ago, right? When it first came out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was kind of like all the magic players that uh, friends that I had, they start playing Hearthstone. And generally, that's kind of how I got into poker, to be yeah. honest. So I tried it when when all of a sudden my it seems like they just know what a good game is. So if they're playing, I'm going to try it out. I got to as high as level four, but then I just didn't want to put in the, the grind after that. Yeah. And and that was it was fun, though. I played like some druid deck I yeah druid is actually super popular now i was watching america's uh right before this they have this pretty broken combination where you can win the game on turn three or turn four with spell druid uh so it still has just like a completely broken you know one one player game uh potential which is fun to see so currently in the grandmaster season uh gallon of all people is, is leading the standings, which is exciting because he was actually added as a substitution at the end of last year. Um, someone actually, so yeah. how do I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, how does the, like, is it a Swiss kind yep. of format or is double elimination? Yeah. Okay. So it's uh it's a season made up of multiple tournaments. So tournament two weeks ago was Europe. This week was America. And then I believe it's Asia this week, or they might have Asia broken up into two classes. So it's a Swiss format. Um, and then a kind of more traditional double elimination. And uh, yeah, it's been really fun to watch the new season. The prize pool is like relatively small. It's only half a million dollars for the entire season. So you actually see a lot of people opt to just be full-time streamers versus like grind out the competitive scene. But uh, it is pretty fun because it's it kind of resembles the, the poker tour a bit in terms of like you get to check in on people week over week and rivalries build and that kind of thing. So I'm really enjoying uh, really enjoying Hearthstone. I got to say, due to the kind of Demon Hunter stuff I talked about at the beginning, it's not the most exciting meta. It's, it's like pretty annoying, but uh, there are some fun decks being played right now. And I know, yeah, you've been playing a lot of Magic. How's, uh, how's that going for you well before before magic i I just wanted to ask a question because i remember when i had a friend who ended up going kind of doing really well in hearthstone and he went and played the the like mat one of the quarterly tournaments or something but but don't they ban certain uh decks or certain like I, i remember when he played it would be oh well, we have three decks in constructed and three decks that like you have three decks, I have three decks and we can ban one of them or something like that. Yeah. And I'm curious, is, do they still do that? Cause I thought that was an interesting uh, way to go about playing. Yeah. So there's a couple different formats. There's conquest and last deck standing and conquest. You, you can ban decks and last deck standing. You have to win with every single one. So you, you don't ban one. Um, so it is, it depends on the format. They actually switched to, uh, to last deck standing this year. So previously there was a ban and you would always see like control warlock or generally control, uh, warrior, which is like the most boring deck possible. The game, like the only way to win basically is to have everyone run out of resources and you just have 
one thing more than they do. So it would be like 45 minute games in a game that's designed to be played for seven minutes total. So it would just be oh. agonizing to listen to these streamers try to talk about like, or the casters try to explain why this turn is interesting when they're literally pressing one button and then passing. So because oh. of that, they actually changed the, the band format um to be a little bit more inclusive so you have to win with every single deck so you can't just like steamroll with one super annoying deck so you you do see every single class basically getting represented at some point it's just um it's a little bit like more balanced this way so it's a good format interesting yeah. so so to ch kind of champion what you're saying regarding uh you know banings and stuff and and the way that formats seem to work with card games. I've been playing a ton of Magic and they always are trying to hone the format. And usually there'll be a lot an uproar on social media about this card sucks or this card's too good. Or actually for, for, for Magic players, the slang is broken. I don't know if you ever use that, but it's like, oh yeah, this card is broken as in like, it's just oh, yeah, yeah. stupid good. It's, it's the, the Uber um, nuts, yeah. Yeah, it like, it breaks the format is, yeah. is essentially. Warps the meta um, is what we say in Hearthstone. Yeah, there you go. So, and I have, so I've been playing a lot. Uh, like you, I kind of, I made it to Mythic, which is essentially legend in Magic. And I'm, I'm a little annoyed though, because I made it there. And if you get top 1200 in limited or constructed formats, I did it in limited, you end up, by the end of the month, you end up qualifying for some Mythic championship tournament, you know, middle, middle of May. And so I got there and I'm playing. And the thing is, is that the it's a weird kind of, it's not like, so I don't really know how it works in Hearthstone. I assume it's very simple. If you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down. I know that like earlier when you're on like level 12 or whatever, you advance two and then lose one when you lose or something. Yeah, they've, but, they've changed it, but that's generally the concept. Yeah. So magic now, once you get to mythic and you lose a few games, like, it, it ends up being you go to this percentile for you get a percentage, I guess. So you you go you're out of top fifteen hundred of mythic. Now you're like ninety nine percent. If you keep losing, you're like ninety eight, ninety seven. And it goes. I've seen. I saw people at like eighty two percent. I don't know how you kind of get there. How you do that? But yeah. So the thing is, is that I'm playing, and if I go like five and three in like one of my my drafts, then like that's basically like i did i did nothing yeah you don't advance it's not uh because in in most games you have to essentially win like 55 percent right over time i think is what it works out to be because you draw some um and what you're yeah. saying is you're having a winning record and still not advancing yeah like the amount i it felt like i had to go six and six and two minimum or, or seven and two because that was the thing you win seven game you win seven games or you lose three it's kind of like arena yeah. um you know the way that works and and it just kept like if i was three and three oh man that was terrible you know and granted i, I get it but there it just felt like i was in magic arena purgatory <laughs> where i could not get out of myth uh, out of mythic but also, I couldn't get into the top twelve hundred no matter what, and just kind of gave up eventually. Oh well. So what you're saying is you you did not get good. I I did. I was pretty good, but not pretty great, unfortunately. Got it. But what can you do? Well, I mean, how uh, else are you gonna like hard gate the top twelve hundred, right? If it's just like an endurance test, then every single person eventually could get there if they stay up for thirty days in a row, I guess. 
So there's got to be some sort of really steep uh, peak to climb, but I, I can see what you're saying. So what would you suggest in terms of like a fix here? I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm just bitter because I was there. And then it's just like, the thing is, is that you get into mythic and you don't even really have a shot at staying in there. Like I got up to maybe 1100, won a few games then lost a few and I was out of it. And then I was kind of like break even for a little bit. And that break even really hurt me. So it just didn't really feel like there was. I had like a fair shot at staying in Mythic um, once I got there. Did you Did you try just uh, not losing? I tried that. It just didn't work. Maybe it should be like UFC, where like you lose a certain amount of times and you're just out, <laughs> but you get to stay in there. I don't, you know. Yeah, well, I think for um, for them, it's more like a concussion protocol. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of uh, bodily harm you're, you're going to face playing uh, playing Magic, but so. I'm interested. You were talking a little bit about uh, this 80 card deck, and I hadn't heard of anything like that. I'm I'm really curious. What uh, what's that format look like, or what's that new kind of all right contraption? So for for Magic, it's generally 40 cards for limited. You play a certain amount of land, and then you play. You know, in Hearthstone, there's no land. Uh, but and then for constructed, it's it's always been 60 cards. Mm -hmm. Always, always, always. You can play these casual formats where there's like 100 cards, but that's like a different thing called Commander. And recently, this new set called Ikoria came out, and they have these things called Companions. And now you can play the card normally without like its companion ability, or you can kind of put it to the side and it can be, it has like, like it basically says, hey, if you want to play this as your companion, your entire deck needs to follow these conditions. And there's just one card called Yorian that basically says your card has to, or your deck has to be 20 cards more, minimum 20 cards more than the standard deck minimum. So you can like i i played a, a yorian deck last night in limited that was 60 cards instead of 40 and now the this this card is taking over standard for the the 60 card constructed decks so now every deck is 80 cards because who knew like apparently maybe 80 card decks are just somehow better than 60 card decks which is kind of crazy because it doesn't like the math doesn't really make sense you know yeah right you think it'd be very diluted uh generally concentration is what wins those games right so interesting to see that yeah but i, I guess there's enough I, I don't really i can't really explain why it seems to be working but if you look at the recent magic tournament this uh those uh, 50k i think this past weekend and there were it was mostly yorian decks no way well i've got like, to yes i have to look into that um awesome well i know we it's also just fun playing with 80 cards sorry just to yeah no I, you know I, book I, in I haven't played that uh i haven't played that format obviously but I'm, I'm definitely interested i just i don't know i got all these mac computers i'd have to get a, a windows to be able to play magic maybe it's worth it i don't know apparently mac is uh, they are coming out with a mac client at some point like they're they're working on it they've been saying least. that for two years uh, I know, I know. All right, well, I know we uh, don't have that much time left, so I, I had a couple of really quick questions here. Uh, one, how was the Travis Scott Fortnite tournament? Or, sorry, concert. Oh, that was so awesome. I'm not even really that big of a Fortnite fan, but I happened to be on Twitter and saw someone mentioning it. Travel oh, no, it was Dr. Lupo on Twitch. I just happened to see that, 
And I was like, oh, wow, they're in it right now. This is starting in five minutes. Like I can just hop on to my Xbox, check out Fortnite and just, you know, like it, it was so awesome visually and it's not like you're playing the game in Fortnite. you're just literally jumping around with all everyone else and and just watching a mega travis scott perform his his hits and it's just so awesome that musicians can do this stuff now yeah i mean i saw a clip of that it looked like you took mescaline and went skydiving i was like oh my god it's just insane <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy what'd you think of the song um, the, the kid cutty song I didn't know which one it was, but <laughs> I, assu- I just assume it's good. You know, everything that I heard was good. It was only like a 15, 20 minute, uh, you know, concert. And then I was thrust into the game with some random people to play. And obviously it got annihilated. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, well, you had yeah. uh, a pretty interesting tale about uh, a Counter-Strike team who's just now getting prize money. Want to hear a little bit more about that? Yeah. So there is this team called Wendigo, sorry, uh, that has finally been paid by the WESG tournament in uh, 2018, which actually, or sorry, it's a WESG 2018, which took place in March 2019. That's not confusing. And no, that's not confusing at all. So they, they won and it was 500K they were owed. And unfortunately, they had to disband in 2019 this team, which is just like and literally the reason that they disbanded was due to monetary problems. So it's kind of just messed up that they didn't get paid. They finally got paid last week. Um, And now that because they got slow paid over a year, they had to disband and move on to other teams and stuff. So it's just kind of a very scary situation when you're, you know, this esports is still I'm not going to say it's unregulated, but it's still kind of like, like not everything is, is, I mean, things like this can, seems like it can happen. You got to be careful. And it's just very unfortunate that it did happen. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the wild of the West with a lot of these things. Uh, it's crazy. 500 K for a first place finish. Yeah. I mean, I gotta crush it. Yeah, I gotta pick up my uh, my mouse and keyboard then. Also, I think the name is uh, Windigo, which is a Native American spirit. Uh, if you eat man, if you're a cannibal, you become a Windigo, which like then you haunt people and chase them around, try to eat them. So there's right, a little thanks. Native American lore for you. Uh, cool. So what's going on in the poker scene? I think this is kind of our, our last item. So we, we've had a lot of stuff going on. There's been guarantees everywhere, as in like massive guarantees. So the America's Card Room, million dollar guarantee, like anniversary event. There's always massive tournaments. Uh, Party Poker just started something called the WBT Online, you know, like the World Poker Tour. Um, but it's online mm-hmm. and there's... 5Ks and 25Ks going on. And it's just like that. And for those, for those who are not really in the poker poker scene, when I say 25K, they, yeah, that's $25,000. Like I shorten it, you know, to make it seem like, hey, we're not really spending $25,000 to play a freaking poker tournament. But yeah, those are going on. Uh, then there's another website called GG Poker that's hosting an online World Series of Poker, because, like circuit event. Because I guess, you know, some of these uh, WSOP events got canceled. And then finally, the big kahuna, Poker Stars, just started the spring championship of online poker. And so you just got hundreds of, I'd say a couple hundred million maybe in play uh, prize pools all over the internet. 
being played, you know, with just, just for poker. It's crazy. So where can we uh, find you playing? Actually, I, I, yesterday I just got, sadly, I got ninth in a tournament uh, on America's card room. Uh, yeah. So you can find me playing online. Uh, I got a great screen name, DJ Khaled. We the best, all caps, the we the best part. I mean, it's just, it's the best screen name on the internet. And yeah, I mean, what happened to Ruthless? Uh, I just wanted to switch it up for that one. But I mean, Poker Stars, <laughs> I'm still ruthless. I don't know. I was like in a goofy mood. I was, and DJ Cal, I was in Florida. DJ Khaled was crushing it. So I just was like, this is a hilarious screen name. Like, how can that person be actually be good at poker? He's, he's like, you know, I don't know. So got it. So you, uh, you, you tried to feign everybody out, make you seem like a fish when in reality you are the big shark. Yeah. And uh, then, so tying it back to kind of esports, just uh, to wrap up the poker uh, part, there's this streamer called Legal, uh, sorry, Lex Vildhaus. Uh, he's Dutch, so maybe I got the last name wrong, but he. I'm sure you nailed it. Yeah, I'm sure. He's been grinding poker for a long time and he's been streaming consistently for four or five years now. And dude, when he streams, he's getting like 10K, 15K viewers. If he goes deep in a tournament, it just goes higher and higher. So to say that poker is not really tied to, you know, gaming or esports, is just incorrect because Twitch is, is having a great time. You know, they've, they've been champion poker for a long time, um, building, helping build it, to be honest. And then one of the, this guy, he made day two of a tournament on Saturday and there are these little like kind of grab bags or, you know, not achievements, but kind of like things that if he does that, he unlocks certain things and it could be, hmm. uh, you don't know what, what that's going to, what you're going to unlock. It could be good. It could be bad. There's a few of each. And this one was he unlocked having he, uh, to wear an Oompa Loompa, uh, like wig. And then he had to paint himself orange to be like oh, while playing on stream for like the the Sunday tournament while he's deep in this tournament. So it was pretty Jeez. hilarious. Um, and uh, hopefully there'll be some good ones going his way. But I mean, yeah, if you're ever looking to watch some poker on Twitch, it'll be there. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely watched a lot of people on poker or on Twitch play poker. I've watched you forever ago. You used to stream uh, a bit. Are you still streaming? Uh, no, but I've been contemplating like last night. I said last night if I had won the tournament, I was going to start streaming again. But sometimes when I, I stream, I find I it, it like distracts me from actually doing well. It, it's hard. It is not very easy to stream, you know, anything like. Oh, yeah. I mean, your attention's definitely split. Uh, well, that's uh, about everything else we had on the run sheet. Last kind of quick note I wanted to make since I know you're uh, you're into music like I am. The uh, Syndicate Sunday Warzone tournament wrapped up last week. Sunday, so I guess yesterday, and uh, Team UK beat the US by two points, getting 58 kills. But that's not the important part. If you take a look at the roster for the winning team, Shiv FPS, they have three players. The first looks like Marshmallow, aka Chris Comstack slash dot com. The second looks exactly like Dead Mouse, and then the third looks like randomly Chris Delilia. So awesome team there. If you've ever seen a Warzone tournament, it's kind of dumb because it's it's a tough game to have a tournament. They just jump in and like kill noobs for five games in a row, <laughs> but pretty interesting. Cause they, that's the only way to do it. Right. you play five games, however many kills you get is however many kills you get. So it's just these teams that are like 
professional esports guys jumping in and just destroying little Timmy and his brothers trying to play on PS4. That's how they do so, it on I feel like that's how they did it for the the early parts of Fortnite before they got everyone yeah. into one place to just kind of It's sort of how you have to with that open format there, but it's a, a hilarious watch definitely recommend checking it out. And and I got I have to I have to know and I don't even know what the hell is the gulag because i've been hearing that i've been seeing memes everywhere with like the funeral uh like procession kind of with oh, like yeah. EDM music it's hilarious but i don't know what the hell the gulag is please help me so the gulag is the best innovation i think in any game potentially ever so when you die in warzone <laughs> you're not dead right away you get to go to the gulag where it's a one-on-one arena match uh, and it's kind of fun because it's like a random gun, random stuff. Uh, winner gets to go back to the, the kind of open world map there. So it's like the sweatiest part of the game. I'm actually way better at the Gulag than I am at the overworld. Like I'm pretty good at Warzone. I've gotten a, a <laughs> lot of top fives. Not not a one yet, a couple of twos. But I'm almost undefeated at the Gulag. I think I've died like three times out of hundreds of Gulag matches. It's so easy. If you guys want to win, here's a tip sprint straight down the middle and turn around. The guy's always going to be right to the right or left to shoot him in the back of the head. I've done that like wash, rinse and repeat. You can get out of the gulag every single time. And it's the best part of the game. Honestly. Uh, like I almost would just rather play that because it's all I'm good at apparently. Oh, uh, I mean, I, if I decide to try Warzone eventually, I will definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. And uh, now I guess to wrap it all up, uh, this is, I mean, this is definitely fun hopping on with you, but uh, we got to know who is your favorite video game character of all time? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, I think it's got to be Pikachu just because the guy's everywhere. You know, he's an icon. He also never had to talk. Um, he just only says his name and I like that, you know. That's very self-centered. And he's just who I just crushed, what's that game, Smash Brothers with forever. Like, that was my character. And in my fraternity, there were only two currencies. That was how good were you at Blitz, NFL Blitz on 64, how good were you <laughs> Smash Brothers. And I had Pikachu, and I rode that guy to the wheels fell off. So that's my dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a little too old for, Pika- for Smash Brothers. I feel like uh, I'm more of the old school Nintendo, Mario Kart, uh, Mario Brothers. And I think I just, I really always liked Toad, no matter what, whether what whether it was Mario Kart or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, yeah, if I played Smash Brothers, granted, I didn't do it often, but I, w- I would always just be the Toad and I just love, I don't know. I just thought, always thought it was the best character in Mario Kart. Mario Kart's my favorite game. We just got to keep it simple and go with Toad. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I can't argue with that. You guys, he's lightweight. He's fast. Yeah. Toad and Pikachu. That's a, I mean, name a better combo. I don't think you can. Peanut butter and jelly. Probably definitely better. All right, man. Fair enough. Well, thank you. Have a great uh, couple of weeks here. I look forward to catching you on, on Twitch, streaming poker. What's your stream name on Twitch? Uh, Ruthless with two zeros instead of O's. So R double zero T-H-L-U-S. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I can place a Yeah. Don't want to see you in. Yeah. Put you down and keep you in.